know the show. You're listening to Rail the Sports and the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, back in the studio, live, living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me, I got a chance to go home and enjoy Pro Football Hall of Fame's greatest weekend, and it was a great weekend, and had a chance to sit in the luxury suites of the best wow, high school stadium in the world. And the, there's no better stadium. <laughs> in my mind, no better city. For some reason or another, Canton found itself on this list of some of the worst cities in the country. Obviously, there's a lot of people who have not visited the city of Canton, Ohio. Uh, it's got it's got its bad, just like everybody else, but it's not that bad. Certainly, you can't, uh, a city with a high school football stadium of about $150 million, uh, Pro Football's Greatest Weekend comes there. Um, there's a, a lot being done that's positive in the city of Kent, and I was a part of it this weekend, and certainly it was good to see a lot of my friends. Kent McKinley High School had a reunion for our basketball program, uh, which is one of the tops in the country as well. Uh, there are a lot of student-athletes that play there at Kent McKinley and go on to colleges and universities around the country. Uh, some have been successful enough to make it to the highest level, the epitome of professional sports of basketball, and uh, uh, 15, but uh, my good friend Jay is there from uh, the OHIO. Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing today? Oh, that's good, man. I was just talking a little bit about what I think is one of the greatest basketball programs in the country. Uh, got a chance to spend some time with the fellas there. Uh, you didn't make it back to town there, Jay, but that's okay. Uh, let's say you didn't make it to the event. Uh, you had to handle some business. I certainly appreciate that. Priorities have to be in line. But uh, let's talk a little bit, if you will, um, about Pro Football's Greatest Weekend, Hall of Fame Weekend back in Canton, Ohio. Of course, uh, they call it America's team was in town. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, Jerry Jones had uh, quite a nice party, um, somewhere in the tune of about $5 million for a party. Uh, again, that's rumor. I can't, uh, I can't quote that as being factual, but the rumors were passing around over the weekend that he spent about five million dollars. I do know uh, Justin Timberlake was uh, part of his uh, musical entourage. Uh, I don't know who who else complimented uh, Justin, but I I do know uh, that I can say it's factual uh, that Justin was brought in to provide some music for Jerry. Uh, but Jerry was very gracious in his ex uh, award acceptance speech. Uh, he was the man that uh, explained uh, the impact and the contributions uh, he was able to make based upon uh, many young men who contributed on the football field. He gave them credit. Uh, several of those guys had been, Jerry had been their presenter when they went into the Hall of Fame. And I thought that was... Uh, I thought that was good of him to acknowledge the contributions they made to his program, to his team, to the Dallas Cowboys brand. And uh, he was quite humbled. You know, many times people, Jay, uh, develop these opinions of folks that we don't know. I thought Jerry Jones was very humble. Uh, would you agree that many times people develop these opinions about folks that they don't know personally? Jay, you there? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, I was, I was just curious as to uh, your perspective on people who at times develop 
their own opinions about people without really knowing them. And I think Jerry Jones has been victimized by that by many times. There's a lot of people who don't like him, things they've heard, right. things they don't know as to be factual. Um, right. I think he was extremely humble in his uh, award acceptance speech. Uh, he acknowledges mm -hmm. several of his players. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's done nothing for the Dallas Cowboys but but increase the value of that franchise and the value of the NFL brand. And, right, and there right. are many of his players that, that, I mean, they truly love the man because they know the man, unlike myself and maybe some other folks who may have an opinion of him that's not positive. I'm not saying my opinion is not positive. I think my opinion of Jerry Jones is, is, is very positive based upon, I'm just judging him based upon what he's done in terms of sustaining his brand and they haven't, you know, as if they're one of the greatest team, and they are based upon their history. But, you know, their current performance has not put them in that category of Super Bowl contenders. But he still, when you think about the brand that is the Dallas Cowboys, I think their franchise remains the most valuable franchise. And a lot of that has been because of the way he's been able to market and promote his team and not so much what they've done on the football field. But he has uh, yeah. done a great job, uh, again, increasing the value of that team and uh, standing by his players. Well, definitely. Um, I think just like, you know, just this past weekend, I mean, he, uh, the stories about him, you know, is becoming legendary, you know, just like, you know, uh, once he uh, decides to step away from uh, football in itself, um, you know, I think he'll be – you know, remembered as a legendary owner. Um, you kind of touched upon the parties and stuff itself. You know, some of the stories that are coming out of there. You know, um, you said five million. I've even heard sixteen million already. You know, so you know the Justin Timberlakes were there, the Bruno Marses, you know, all of that type of stuff. And you know, and then even having a uh, Phil Knight make him some uh, customized shoes. You know. Uh, in regards to Max's uh, jacket, you know, uh, going into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, just just this past uh, weekend in itself, you know, has become legendary stories, uh, you know, about Jerry Jones. And, uh, you know, and it's quite fitting, you know, being uh, the personality and the persona that, uh, that he is. I mean, he's definitely a, a world-class owner. Uh, he treats the franchise, um, you know, in a, in a world-class uh, lightness, you know, from the stadium to the locker rooms, you know, and all of that stuff, you know, how they talk about Dallas, you know, everything is big in Dallas. So, I mean, you know, he definitely uh, does it big and, you know, and it, and it fits his persona. So, you know, it was definitely a great weekend for uh, Jerry Jones, you know, his, his family, his intermediate family, you know, because he introduced them as well and, you know, and talked yes. about them. You know, and then he talked about, you know, his uh, football family, you know, and a lot of the key players uh, that have uh, went on to uh, win Super Bowls for him as well as the coaches, you know, and, and some of those players, you know, which are Hall of Famers, you know, in itself. So uh, it was definitely Jerry Jones weekend, you know, although it was uh, other, you know, uh, athletes and um you know, coaches and whatnot that, that were inducted as well. But, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Jones was probably the brightest star of them all, you know, quite fitting to be a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt Jerry spares no expense 
when when it comes to his franchise. And again, that is I think that's been uh, extremely valuable to the National Football League. Uh, football years years ago, of course, I'm going way back, and, and I'm going to give them credit for it because I think they helped do it. When when Magic came into the National Basketball Association, the NBA, and uh, and he took on a team and they they developed a, uh, a style of playing that was you know running the ball, fast breaks. Uh, they became Showtime, and and I believe that that generation. I'm gonna go. That's the '80s. I think that's a generation that took sports to the point where it became entertainment. And you know, before it was just sports. You did. It may have been. Uh, classified as entertainment, but it wasn't entertainment like it was. You know, the athletes truly became uh, celebrities and treated like celebrities, and and their performances became uh, in high demand. Ticket sales, demands for tickets, and things of that nature. And and, and the Dallas Cowboys were a part of that back then. Of course, uh, that's when uh, uh, Tony Dorsett and the boys, you know, came onto the scene. Um, you get shot up by the receivers if you if they scored on you. Uh, so no no doubt about it, Jerry has done a tremendous job of contributing to sports uh, and entertainment, and he deserves everything that he has, he's he's received. Uh, there are people who want to go play for him. I, I got I got one complaint of the entire weekend. I just could not believe that, but but I do believe. Um, I think this is the reason why they brought the running back in, you know, uh, the, to, to back Zeke up. Uh, I, I just don't think that Jerry wanted by any means necessary that he was he interested in getting Zeke hurt in a meaningless performance. And uh, it's meaningless to Zeke and to Jerry. Uh, but for those folks back there, in the heart of it all, uh, there are a lot of people that traveled to that game that wanted to see Zeke just carry the ball one time. And I, I really thought that that's what he was going to get. I thought he was going to get one carry. I thought he was going to, you know, at least let him start for one play and get one carry. But Jerry weighed that out, and he, you know, I'm sure he thought about, you know, he'd never be able to live to think about it, you know, just to let uh, those folks uh, there in Canton enjoy one carry for Zeke that could have cost his franchise a chance to compete this year. I'm sure he believes they're going to compete for the NFC East and for the NFC Conference and the Super Bowl trophy. I'm sure that's just the way he believes. So he, I'm sure he felt there was way too much at stake uh, just for some uh, emotional, um, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> uh, just to play up to those folks there in Ohio, uh, which would, you know, wouldn't have done him any good at all if Zeke would have got hurt. So. The more I think about it as a former player, it makes sense to me. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, Jay, if he would have put Zeke in one play, let him hand the, and run the ball for one play, and he got hurt, I'm sure you would agree that that would not have made very much sense either. Am I correct? No, you're definitely correct, you know. Um, you do know, you, do you think there were a lot of people there that were hoping that they would see him at least carry the ball once? Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, as far as the fans and stuff is concerned, you know, that, that's definitely something that, you know, we all would have enjoyed. You know, but, you know, for those guys, you know, it's, it's, it's bigger than, you know, that because of everything that's invested in it. Um, you know, and even though it's a preseason game, you know, whether it's preseason, regular season, playoffs, whatever, I mean, you know, there's still, 
you know, uh, the opportunity of uh, possibly being hurt, um, you know, regardless. Um, but, you know, it, it, it just gets blown, you know, so much more out of proportion if it's something that takes place at the preseason. Yeah, and, so, and you're right, because pre, I mean, preseason, some people forget preseason to an unproven player means everything, but to somebody who is on the way to perhaps maybe becoming, you know, could be one of the best, you know, ground gainers of all time, you mm-hmm. certainly don't want to take the risk of doing that. So, But let me ask you something, though. Um, you know, when you were playing and uh, you guys would have practice and stuff like that, um, didn't the running backs get reps, you know, uh, in practice and you guys had, you know, full contact practices? Yeah, see, we we talking about a situation whereas, you know, that was the way football was played back then, Jay, and, and it wasn't necessarily uh, the best way to prepare uh, if you were concerned about the health and welfare of the athletes like they are today, uh, particularly okay. with the concussion issue being of such great concern. Uh, okay. it, 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 after all, it is um, an accumulation of impact to the brain that is really the problem as opposed to one major hit. You know, it's it's the multiple concussions. And again, uh, for those out there who who may not know, you know, you, you know, the brain, the way it was explained to me, is like, you know, the brain is like a balloon almost and water inside as that water shakes up in that balloon. That's how the brain is when, you know, when it's moving, you know, inside our heads, you know, it's it's just like that water inside that balloon, you know, and it's, you know, you just, you know, if you bounce it up against the wall or, you know, hits the ground or something, you know, I'm not saying the brain is going to splatter, but it will be bruised. And so, yeah, there, there were probably too much, there was probably too much contact now that we know. As a matter of fact, I think it was uh, released, I just read it, uh, Boomer Sides and said that he thinks that he has CTE and probably all the former players have CTE based upon, you know, some of the information that we're receiving, we're reading. Uh, based upon some information that came out uh, a week, I think sometime last week, based upon the research of, of former players, and uh, it was somewhat in upwards of a hundred and something plus players whose brains uh, had been examined, and I think all but maybe two of them uh, did not have signs of CTE. Um, that number was very close. I know it was it was ninety nine percent of the brains tested show CTE. So uh, I guess I'm sitting here today. Uh, God knows that's, you know, some things you want, some things you don't want. There's nothing that I want. But I, I hope and pray that every former player that's out there, uh, yesterday was the last day that former players were to register to uh, take part in the concussion lawsuit against the National Football League uh, for them um, withholding information uh, that they had on the effects of uh, multiple hits to the head, and which uh, could lead to concussions. They, they did some research studies, and they had some information. They did not share that information with players so that we could, we could protect ourselves. And, uh, and then we were encouraged to continue to be extremely physical. Uh, and the, pur- the purpose of being physical on the football field is you know, sometimes uh, there are plays that, you know, Jay, of course, you know this and those listeners out there, of course, you guys know it, too, is that, you know, in football, a person has the ball. But if you can uh, hit that person hard enough to discharge the ball, uh, then that's a fumble. And uh, 
uh, those are big plays, and uh, those are the big plays that you want to make. First of all, if a running back gets the ball, they hand the ball off to him, obviously. So you have you try to dislodge the ball from him. Somehow you got to get away from him. Uh, if a receiver has it, it's a pass. You can intercept it, or once he catches it, uh, or in his attempt to try to catch it, you want to try to hit him as hard as you possibly can. And, and many times that is done for the purpose of uh, dislodging the ball at that time. But there's other times, Jay, you know, where somebody can hit somebody, they basically send in a message. And they're trying to intimidate you that, okay, I want you to feel this pain now so the next time when the ball comes your way, you don't even try to catch it. That's just an intimidation factor. Um, and a lot of times it was some head-to-head collisions that would do that. they make you think about that the next time you go in the direction of that player over there. And so uh, that could have happened to Zeke. He could have went in for one play, boom, you know. Somebody out there trying to make the team, you know. In my mind, that's how you make teams. When, when, when you make plays, uh, when the best players are on the field and you can make plays against them, then you show yourself in a different light. You're ready to compete against the best. You know how it is, Jay. You know, a ball player, that's always what you want to do. You know, it's like if, if, if you D'ing up on him or if you, if you got the ball, you know, you, you want to make sure you make your money against that, the best player out there in the court. That's how you do it. So, um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you so know, yeah. You always wanted to try to compete against the best so that way you can see where you That's where right. Stood. Yeah. And that was one thing that you I know? said the other day, uh, this past weekend at the basketball event, was I, uh, my perspective is that if you want to be the best and you want to compete against the best, especially when you're a young boy, what you want to do is you want the best to let you play with them. Hopefully they'll pick you a couple times so you can play against some of the best. Because if you're just playing with your peers and you're just better than them, you're going to be okay for that period of time. But when you compete against people that are older and better than you and you know that, that that's how you really get better. You want to play against better talent and you want to play against talent that's older than you. It gives you a little confidence when you play with the big boys and you make, a, you, know, you make a play or two against the big boys and you, know, you feel good about yourself. And that's, it's a confidence builder. And that's what playing sports is all about, you know, building your confidence. And uh, you don't have to say anything. You, you, of course, you're not going to say much. That's what, that's what I'm having some problems with nowadays. And I'm going to get into this a little bit uh, later because, you know, they're talking about the 2007 New England Patriots team. You know, can this team be better than that team or is this team better than that team? You know, and it's like that team, but that's, that's history. You can't change history. History is what it is. You know, it's not important for them to be better than that team. What's important for them to do is, is to be better than the people they're playing against today to be better than the players that they're playing against today. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Jay. I, you know, that's why I don't really get into trying to say, you know, the greatest of all time and who's better than who. You know, that's one thing I had a lot of respect for, and I continue to this day, uh, have a lot of respect for Mike Tyson because, you know, Mike did his history. And uh, Mike had a tremendous amount of respect. He does a stand-up comic. Uh, and Mike had a tremendous amount of respect because he studied boxers that came before him and he had, he had a lot of respect for those boxers and uh because of that you know i think it allowed him to go out and take his you know be serious about his job and go at it in such a way that you know he was trying to be like them other guys that's what he was trying to do and i think that's what the young players do you know you you can you, you can pick somebody out that you like the way he played the game and 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 go from there 
Right. Try to play like he played. You know, if you if you exceed his numbers, then that's good. But uh, I think show some respect and let him know, hey, you know, when I was a kid, I, I saw this guy play. And I, I, I thought if I could play the style of basketball or football or baseball that he played, uh, then I, too, could be, you know, considered as a great player. Uh, but to necessarily say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm better than Dr. J. I don't think I don't think Michael Jordan ever went on to talk about him being better than Dr. J. Although that Dr. J was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. We all know right. that. You know, Doc is the one who really put everything on the map. Everybody was trying to be like Doc. They, you know, somehow, you know, holding that ball up in the air, swirling it around, you know. And then, of course, it was George Gerber who, you know, had the finger roll. But, you know, they were your idols and you looked up to them. You didn't uh, necessarily try to say you were better if you, if you got to the point. If you got to the point where you were in them, them kind of conversations, very few people were ever in those conversations. You know, Michael Jordan obviously was in the conversation where there was a comparison to him being as great as Dr. J. But, uh, but nowadays, it's, it's, it's crazy, Jay. There's a lack of respect for uh, what uh, some of the greatest basketball players have done. And, and I think a lot of it comes from people like you and I who are on these microphones and have a chance to speak to an audience. We, we continue to play into the game instead of giving the respect that the players deserve. Right. Well, Jay, we got a, a couple seconds here. We're going to take a break, then we're going to come back. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific. Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports. 
you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me is I got a chance to go back to the Hall of Fame city and enjoy Hall of Fame weekend, football's greatest weekend. And it certainly was that. Uh, it, you know, again, it's my hometown of Canton, Ohio. I like to think of it as the best city in the country, not just Ohio. Uh, but it somehow has found its way onto the list of the uh, 50 worst cities in the United States of America. I don't think that's correct by any means whatsoever. Um, what was the criteria of which they used? Uh, it might have been crime per, you know, per capita, something of that nature. Uh, Canton does have its problems, uh, but I guarantee you for those uh, football fans out there, fanatics, uh, you will want to put it on your bucket list that you need to attend uh, a Hall of Fame weekend uh, before the good Lord takes you away from here. So you probably better put it on next year because we ain't guaranteed tomorrow, let alone next year. So you might as well put it on for next year. Um, got a chance to see some good friends out there. Again, the deputy mayor, uh, Fonda Williams, want to thank him for allowing me to spend some time with him. Uh, also, those folks out there at uh, Johnson Controls, spent some time with those folks. Um, had a great time. Had a great, great time. I, but also important, spent time with Kent McKinley basketball legacy. We had a, a reunion, and many of the guys showed up. Uh, a few guys could not make it, but I understand schedules, so I, I'm not going to say anything bad about them at all. Uh, it was good for me to see, you know, what I call uh, my son, Young Greer, David Greer, doing outstanding things up in Detroit, head basketball coach, one of those universities up there. Uh, Jay, help me. What, what university is, is David the head coach at? Wayne State. Wayne State. David Greer. One of the all-time greats from Camp McKinley High School and Bowling Green University. Got a lot of records up there. You want to see a true point guard? That's the man right there uh, getting it done. And, and sports is just making an impact. And, and, that, and that's the thing about it that was so positive for me to see. Uh, sports making such an impact on all young men's lives. And I, and I saw some legacies of families. I saw a couple, you know, men who played basketball my generation, then their sons came around and played. Uh, Mike Elliott, who was a teammate of mine, his son was the most valuable player. He won the Bub Rick Award. I didn't know that Michael's son had won that award. Uh, and then uh, uh, Dana Austin's daughter, Amherst, I think that's the way you pronounce her name, um, who was a WNBA player, was drafted by the WNBA, uh, a former Ohio State Buckeye. I also got to see one of my high school coaches there, Coach Evans. It was good for me to see him there. Jay, man, when I was in high school, Jay, man, my senior year was the first year of the new school, and we were playing Temkin. They had, they had combined the schools. They only had two schools, and, you know, Temkin was playing McKinley, and, man, a whole lot of folks thought Temkin was going to beat us, Jay. If, and if we didn't win that game, I think it, it changes the legacy of McKinley basketball. But we did win that game, and... Uh, Everybody realized that the, the, the legacy and the history of McKinley's basketball was going to continue to dominate the city. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. But there was a lot of history there. and um, You were missed, Jay, but, but that's okay, man. So uh, you'll be there next year. Am I correct? 
for sure. Okay. Definitely. I hate that I did miss this year. I heard a lot of great things about the event. You know, I heard it was, uh, you know, a lot of people that got an opportunity to come out and, you know, and I uh, heard the dinner was very nice. Uh, had a f- few people that came up to the podium that uh, said a few words. Um, you know, you mentioned some of those names, you know, like a David Greer. You know, it's always great to see David, man. You know, not only David uh, was was a great player and a great athlete, but, I mean, he's just a great human being, you know. And um, to me, he's one of the iconic uh, figures that uh, has ever came from, you know, uh, out of the city of Kent. So, you know, um, so just to see people like that and, you know, and uh, I heard Mike Hawkins was uh, was there also. Yep, you know, Mike, Mike was. Was, a, was, a, was a player that had uh, went to Xavier University and, you know, and had some opportunities in the uh, NBA and, you know, and then also overseas, you know, in regards to his professional playing days and, you know, so. Um, let, know, me not, let me not forget, people. let me not forget that, uh, that Raymar Hub and I believe Eric Snow. So Raymar Morgan, Phil Hubbard, and I think uh, Eric Snow all sent in videos. Now, uh, if Eric didn't, I know for sure that um, Gary Grant sent in a video for sure. Okay. I'm not sure if Eric sent one in. Uh but certainly uh, we missed Eric as well. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Jay. It was it was just outstanding, man. A lot of people were there. A lot of people, you know, didn't get a chance to attend. But everybody was uh, certainly on our hearts. And, and we, you know, there's a couple coaches that, uh, that have, you know, that are no longer with us that we said some prayers and acknowledged them. Uh, the great Nick Weatherspoon, of course, who – is is Mr. McKinley basketball was not there, and of course he's gone on to heaven, and so we had a moment of silence for him. Um, but it it was it was good. It was good. It's one of those things we could be proud of for years. And um, Coach Katie was there. Uh, Coach Evans was there, and uh, I think that would have been it. Uh, of course, R.C. Hill, the legendary R.C. Hill, was there as a former player and just a mentor to athletes off the field, making sure we do the right things and stay out of the wrong places. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of those things where I wanted to talk about the program so much is because you hear about all the bad things about uh, Canton, Ohio, because of that list, but you don't know about all the good things uh, that is happening in that city with so few resources, except for the people there. They're great people. And uh, because of that, uh, the programs are successful and, and people have a desire to be a part of it. So let, let's talk a little football. The Cowboys did play a preseason game. Um, they played a preseason game and they won a preseason game. And I, I don't care, Jay, anytime we practice in, I don't care if it's in practice or if it's a real game. If they keep a score, you want to win at all time. Am I correct about that? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and so you know, so it was it was it was a good weekend for the Dallas Cowboys all the way around. Uh, they they won the game, and uh, living here in Arizona, uh, of course, it would have been nice if the Arizona Cardinals would have won to get them you know off on, on on a good start. Because again, you never I don't care what you're doing if it, if it's a score if there's somebody being identified as a winner and somebody identified as a loser, you always want to be the winner. You know, you play the way you practice. If it's a practice game and you lose practice games, 
know, that could carry over. Although uh, there's been teams that have, at least in football and preseason, where there's only four games, unlike in basketball, you know, at the start of their seasons, they play more games. But football, there's been teams that have not been so, have not done so well in preseason, but have gone on to play the playoffs and, and even win Super Bowls. But still, it, it makes a difference. So I, I know that's what I want to do. Every time I step on the field, I, w- I want to win. And speaking of stepping on the field and wanting to win, um, I guess there's some teams that uh, want to take some other things into consideration because Colin Kaepernick, I think, can help some teams win. Uh, but it seems like some teams don't want to um, take a chance with him. It, it may affect their bottom line. We've talked about this before. Uh some people thought it was going to go away. It seems like it's not. I believe now uh, it's been uh, released uh, through some other media outlets that uh, there's going to be a protest, a rally. I think they're calling it a rally that's going to be at the headquarters of the National Football League uh, in front of Roger Goodell's office uh, that Spike Lee is going to perhaps maybe participate in. I'm not sure that Spike is the person uh, behind it. But uh, they've asked for his participation. I think he's agreed to participate in support of Colin Kaepernick. Now, you know, it's, it's really interesting, Jay, at many times, and you may feel this way or not. Certainly, uh, there's different things that people can say that become that can become political. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as I said, Boomer Sison has said that this whole thing about concussions um, that, that he thinks that every former player has. That could become po- a political torch because of every player. If he feels like every player who played is going to have, who's, is going to be diagnosed at one time, point in time with it, then why would you think that any player in the future wouldn't have it? And wouldn't that discourage a lot of players, I mean, a lot of families from letting their children play in a game? And, um, and so he used this platform to, to express what he feels uh, I many times I use this platform to express how I feel. Um, Colin Kaepernick, you know, has taken the platform to say what he feels about. You know, athletes are asked to be role models all the time, expected to be role models. Particularly the African American athletes are expected to be role models. But 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 then people don't. You know, who's to determine what role you want to play? And and you know. And, and I think Colin, Colin has decided what his role was and what he wanted to you know, take a position about, what he wanted to be an advocate for, what he wanted to speak up about. And, of course, it's, it's cost him what many believe is his opportunity to play in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that's something of which, you know, there was a time when Muhammad Ali said that he didn't want to go to war for a country where you know, he was living in, he was born in, he was raised in, uh, but yet and still, he, you know, he didn't have the rights of, of, of every other citizen in this country. There was, you know, he couldn't go to restaurants, he, he couldn't go to hotels. Um, it, you know, he was out there fighting for, they wanted him to fight for something that they really were not being honest about because they didn't give him all those liberties uh, that was expected to receive. And, and, and Colin basically at one point was taking a stand against the fact that, hey, these young men that are being killed in this country um, were living a lie. 
we're telling people one thing, uh, but we're doing something different. And, and it's cost him his job. And now he's saying now that, okay, listen, if you guys don't want me to do that, I will not do that again. I will not take a knee. But I'm sure he feels the same way, but he's just not going to have a demonstration of which he would take a knee down while they're playing the national anthem. But that, in my mind, has prevented him from getting the job, which tells me maybe winning isn't anything and it isn't everything. Well, maybe isn't anything to NFL owners. Because there's a quarterback out there that can certainly help them win. And I think I would take Colin Kaepernick over Jay Cutler. Jay was able to get a $10 million chance, guaranteed, a $10 million guaranteed chance to play football for the Miami Dolphins because their starter got hurt and they called Jay Cutler in. I guess winning, because I, I think I think Colin's be- already got a better record. Uh, Colin's been to the Super Bowl. We're going to have to talk about that in the next break. We still got one more segment. We got 15, 15 seconds. We're going to take a break. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment, Jay. We are going to get a chance to talk about that in your perspective. I want to hear what you think, Jay, about, uh, you know, do you want to see the best player on the field or do you want to be politically correct when it comes to ownership in the National Football League? We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me, it was Hall of Fame weekend in the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio, which had been uh, identified as one of the 50th worst cities in the United States of America. In my opinion, that is not true. Uh, they may have some statistics that they pulled together that could somehow confirm that, but it's based upon what the criteria is based upon. And those people who uh, come up with the criteria, they can make the criteria whatever they want to to get whatever result they're looking for. Uh, If you talk about the best high school stadium in the country, you ain't going to see one in the world better than what I just left. I'm actually in a luxury suite. It's as nice as any that I've been to at any professional stadiums at a high school stadium. Um, 
which is Tom Benson Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium, which happens to be the home of the Kenton McKinley Bulldogs as well. And the well, one city, one school now. So that's it. Kenton McKinley Bulldogs, that's their home field. Uh, but I'm a little bit concerned and... Uh, because I, I'm one, you know, I'm one. I'm, I'm, I'm still a black man. And things haven't changed. Been a black man my whole life. I have certainly had the experience of coming in contact with police in fear as a young black man. Uh, and and I, I I've known of some things that have happened to some people only because they were black. And um, Colin, Colin has decided to step up and, and voice his opinion and suggest that things should be um, addressed. And uh, crime is crime, regardless of who commits it. Nobody is above the law. Just because you have a gun and a badge, that does not mean you are above the law. You are to serve and protect the citizens of the United States of America, not abuse not abuse the power that you've been given as a authority of who is supposed to make sure the citizens obey the law. And if they don't, there's consequences. The consequences are supposed to be given out in a court of law. Everybody deserves their day in court if they break the law. And so uh, a young man who happens to be a professional football player uh, who is a biracial young man, uh, meaning that he has um, a combination of a couple nationalities. Uh, Colin is an African-American man. You don't mistake that. When he gets stopped by the police, he is black. And, and he understands that. And, and because of that, um, he himself has decided that, hey, you know, I'm asked to be a role model on different times and different occasions, uh, and sometimes he wants to pick, and some many of us want to pick what we want to advocate for and on behalf of. And, and he's decided that, hey, you know, there's too many young black people that look like him um, that have been mistreated in this country. And so he, he basically took the opportunity to say something about it. And, and sometimes things are so clear that for some reason or another, our thought process becomes distorted because it's too clear because we're thinking that that can't be true. You know, you sometimes you see something, you think, oh, that, that can't. No, that, that can't be true. I didn't just see him shoot and kill him. Right. That that didn't happen, did it? Come on, man. Really? And then they let him walk. So. So, Jay, in, in your opinion, if 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 if. Uh, if a person like Colin Kaepernick is the best athlete at that position and can help your team, uh, would you think that if you were a, a coach that you would want the best player playing on the team? And, and can you see how uh, this is somewhat confusing and disturbing to some people because people have already said that he's, you know, a quarterback worthy of a chance to play, but no team would pick him up. Uh, the the owners, uh, as I said, Jerry Jones took a Jerry Jones took a position that he was not going to threaten his team's success by putting his best player on the field when he could get hurt. 
we have some other owners out here who don't want to put the best player on the football field because they're concerned about other things. Um, do you find that surprising in 2017? No, I don't find it surprising. You know, I mean, I just think it's still the same things. Uh, you know, to me, uh, I just equate it with the fact that, you know, nothing in America will ever be fair unless we tell the truth. You know, the truth is that Colin Kaepernick, you know, is uh, a lot better than, you know, a lot of the backup quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now, you know. And, and a few starters. Matter, I believe that, and for that matter, I believe that he's better than some of the starters that are in the NFL right now, you know. So, you know, to me, it's just a matter of, once again, the statement that I made earlier, you know, things will never be fair unless they tell the truth. And the truth is, it's not a matter of his ability to play football. You know, it's about the social issues, you know, in which he stands behind and the things that are uh, going on with that that's um, preventing Colin Kaepernick to play in the NFL. So until America can get to uh, being honest, then, you know, there's always going to be these subdivisions and subplots that are taking place out here. And I, and I think I think the Giants owner, as much as uh, it, it was extremely appalling to me that he would say it and he would do it, he would say it and he would do it, I, I think you have to give him credit because at least the Giants owner said that he, he, he couldn't, he wasn't willing to take the risk of bringing Colin into his organization, Colin into his organization because he received so much negative feedback from his fans and, and they were going to cancel their season tickets. And that's what yeah. the other owners need to say. The other owners need to say that same thing. They listen, I, I'm in business. Right. Don't you respect it's gonna that you, I think yeah. I, I think I would, you know. Uh, I, I, I know it's just because uh, we know right now it's a bunch of BS what we're hearing. He's, the, he's, he's one of the best players. He should be on the team. Has nothing to do with his talent. So, uh, wishing the best of luck. I hope I can see him out there playing because he's, I, I like to see good football, good football players. I think we got to take a – no, we don't have to take a break. We have to go. So, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.